This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast, Griffin Park here, and it's a return to winning ways for Brentford. We have won, Ipswich Town have come down here, Brentford 2, Ipswich 0. Uh, a little bit of a walk in the park, it's got to be said, Brentford did what they had to do, got two good goals in the first half, and uh, we seem to take our foot off the steam a little bit, as we've got the players are coming over here to the Ealing Road. Thomas Frank, as per usual, has come right over to the fans, he's going all the way across, clapping them. He loves it. He's absolutely potty for it. That was, uh, that was, uh, well, that was a result, wasn't it? Yeah, it, uh, let's, let's be honest. It was a fairly easy win, really. Ipswich had a good chance, actually. Quite a clean throw on goal after a, a bit of a Brentford fluff. Uh, could have been 1-0 to the visitors. That woke us up a bit. And, and to be honest, we went through them like butter a couple of times after that. Um, a comfortable win. Ipswich looked destined for the drop. Um, but, yeah, Brentford deserved the win tonight. They did deserve the win tonight, indeed. I've said to us as well, this was a, it was a good result, but, and I'm not trying to be negative here, um, it, we were strolling around a little bit at times, weren't we? It was uh, quite a bit of a training ground type of thing. There wasn't a great atmosphere in the, in the ground either. Uh, we did a job. I mean, uh, Ipswich were quite poor. We just went 2-0 up and we thought, OK, that's it, that's fine. Play some nice football, though, which we were trying, but not trying too hard. So uh, I think just 2-0, three points, uh, move on to the next game. I think that's how it felt to me. Um, I did like Josta Silva today. I thought he played really, really well. Definitely his best performance for us. First half in particular, uh, did lots of really good stuff. Very, very impressed with him. Impressed. This is the 2-0 th- to the Bees. I have to say, though, it could have been a little bit tighter, actually, couldn't it? Yeah, it was a strange game, really, though, Billy. I thought we could have probably cut through them whenever we needed to. It was a little bit too easy. They were... They were poor. There's no disguise in it. They, we, you know, we had a bit of a wake-up call when hit the post at one end and we went up and scored. Uh, and after that, we never really were in danger and we didn't have to raise our game. So it was, um, yeah, it doesn't really matter much to, to us, does it, this particular game? Shame to see them in such turmoil, but they were quite dreadful. But, ju- but Judge, I mean, Judge, he was in on goal in the second half there and I don't know how he put that ball wide. But again, you know, there's there's a couple of chances where 
I mean, you look at Brentford, we're great, we, we play some fantastic football, but as we keep saying, we always try to thread it through the eye of a needle, and sometimes you sort of think, you know, maybe there needs to be a little bit more incisive. Yeah, we definitely dicked around with it too much outside the box, and you know, a couple of good shots from Malpay where he'd had enough for that. Um, you know, Sawyer's needs to shoot a bit more, and some of the others need to get some long shots in, but... I um, mean, you're right, they had a chance. It almost would have been nice to see Judgey score, really, because there was not much else happening in the second half. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a job done. It's a shame it's not three points towards a, a late playoff push, really, isn't it? It's just a, a three points that will get us into the top ten. But, you know, we can't complain. On to Reading. UBs. UBs. So you you celebrating? you celebrating good times? Is it good time to celebrate today? Or? Well, it's good for good first half. Second half, we were discussing cooking tips, which probably gives some indication as to what happened in that game. I mean, Ipswich are poor. You know, you can tell why they're going down this year. Um, good luck. Full credit though to their 1,600 travelling fans who came down tonight. Got to got to got to applaud them for that effort. Um, you know, it was a fairly easy result for the bees. Disappointing that we couldn't score any goals in the second half. But we'll take that, move on to Reading, see what we can do to their season and see what we can do at Millwall as well. So, yes, we've got the Ips in the house, the Ips in the house, and a uh, bit, bit of a party in the away end from what, what, from what we can gather. I mean, I think you only came down for the party, is that right? Yeah, we're only here for the party, here for the party. Yeah, it was good fun, good, great sing-song, best ever, brilliant. So, a uh, good bunch of lads, and um, yeah, football was terrible, we were useless. But uh, yeah, right, good laugh. And uh, the boy here, best night he's ever had at Ipswich. That's what it's all about, the sing-song. And about the away day, but coming back to the match, I mean, I'm not being funny, I know you sort of say terrible football, but you have to say that first half, ball dinked over, play, take it round, goalkeeper hits the post. Could have yeah. scored, could have been 1-0 up. I think that would have made all the difference if we got a goal, but uh, we don't get many, so we're used to that. But there you go, Brentford, much better team. You can tell, golfing class. You know, we're a League One team. And um, we're going on a League One tour, and we're going to love it. You know, so great, good fun. And I noticed, you said the songs are uh, Kesara, whatever it will be, will be, we're going to Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury, yeah, with the extra syllable there. That's right. Yeah, we love it. Look, looking forward to Shrewsbury, it's a right good crack, and uh, they're a good bunch down there. So uh, looking forward to meeting some characters and um, having a party again, and maybe winning a game. Who knows? That's right. I just want to bring it back to, I mean, Alan Judge. Uh, second half, I mean, Alan Judge is, obviously, you got it from Brentford. A uh, big, big Brentford player, uh, big, big, big Brentford player for us as well. And yeah. uh, he was, he was, you know, how, how would you say his performance was today? Well, he gets stuck in, doesn't he? He gets stuck in and uh, he gets all over the place in the kind of uh, libero role. We like that. He's a star for us and, and he's staying. So, yeah, he's got quality, you can tell. He's a, he's a championship player. And uh, I'm just, you know, so chuffed he's, sta- he's staying with us in League One because he's going to make all the difference. He's good. The boy's got quality. I mean, he got, he got on the ball, he got away today and uh, he got a ball and he smacked it. And to be fair, I thought he should have hit the back of the net. Yeah, of course he should. But <laughs> that happens a lot of time with Ipswich and uh, we're used to it not happening. But next season, you know, he's only just joined us, really. Once he settles in, he's going to be the star next season. Um, yeah, really, uh, really happy with the boy. So cheers. The judge. We've got the Ips in the house as well. I mean, some people might say that this is early pre-season for you because even though you're not, you're not, you're not down yet. I mean, you were down at one moment when uh, when when the, when the Norwich were getting beaten by the Reading, but um, Norwich did their usual scoring two goals in quick succession in the second half. Um, so you're not down on you know uh, on paper, 
but you know from what I could gather from just hearing from the songs and everything like that the Ipswich fans are resigned to being down so I'm just triggered you know, how are you setting yourself up for next season how did that game look for you we're, we're definitely preparing for next season at this point uh, I feel like I feel like the way that the manager played the players you know putting on Bish and Dozel and all of those players all of the youngsters are playing and it's sort of like getting the youngsters ready for next season because I think they're going to have a big involvement what, what I noticed as well to be fair to you that he's playing um, you're trying to play football you're trying to play the yeah. ball on the floor I mean the McCarthy you know we went there through the McCarthy years and I spoke to a lot of Ipswich fans at the time and you were not happy with the type of football that you're playing of course you've dropped massively since McCarthy's left and a lot of people saying it's careful what you wish for but you can kind of see what you're trying to do obviously with, uh, with your new manager and playing the ball to feet and everything like that maybe you haven't quite got the players to do it or maybe you're still early days it's funny because the atmosphere has changed we were mid-table under McCarthy but now, we've, now we're playing we're lower in the league but the football's better the spirit amongst the fans is better and generally the atmosphere around the club is a lot better since McCarthy has gone and it's not easy to change that legacy he drove the club into the ground in my opinion with loan signings and buying old players and selling all of our best players. And I feel like the way that the club is being run right now is a lot better than the way the club was being run. I'm glad to ask a question though. Was it, I mean, McCarthy doesn't the final say. Is it him that's buying and selling the players? Or is it your, is it your owner? Because, you know, oh. I, I know that he's, he, he's the man and I've heard there's a lot of money things about him. And maybe it's the way that he wanted the club to be run where he wanted McCarthy to be running it quite lean. Um, and, and, and not putting him in you used to boast about the, the most expensive player that you bought in one season was, was, was £10,000 if I remember rightly um, and you know I don't know what your wages were but you used to boast about that now that's obviously cost you we're in, a, we're in a league right now where if you don't spend the money you end up slipping and I feel like Evans hasn't been doing that he hasn't been spending the money recently and um, I feel like the club could be run differently but it's hard to blame people when you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, I feel like there's a, lot of, there's a lot of places where we can improve in the club. I feel like Evans needs to sort himself out and invest some money if he wants us to go straight back up to championship. Because yeah. at this rate, it's not going to go well. Yeah, Evans has spent a lot of money over, over a long time. He's kind of frittered it away, really. Uh, he spent badly in the transfer market, but badly advised. Bringing in Paul Hurst, massive mistake in hindsight people happy for it to give it a go but big mistake he doesn't really know what he's doing he, he has spent a lot of money but it's you know he's, he's not bought uh, properly not bought the right players um, so there you go and, and it's time he got his checkbook out he wants to get us out of league one it's time he started splashing the cash this summer he's going to need to make some big decisions and hopefully some big signings or else we could be in big trouble I think. Okay, a bit of a, a bit of a prophecy here from the Ips fans in the house here. Big trouble for the Ips if they don't put some money. And if you want to find out also what's going on, just listen to our chum, our buddy Ben from the Blue Monday podcast and the Blue Monday podcast posse as well. So tune in to them as well, and they'll be able to give you the SP. I thought I might see him today, but he's, uh, he's I think he's slunk off after the game and he's gone back home to a warm fire. But anyway, we're going to have a little chat around and see if anyone else wants to have a, a little word with uh, with the beast. Oh, we had the Ips. We, we got the uh, we got the bees in the house here, and you know, like I said to you, season's coming to a close. And uh, like I said to you, we went for a little walk in the park today, as as the team did, didn't they? Um, yeah, I think we did um, towards the end. Uh, fair play to Ipswich; they they've got nothing to fight for as much as us. Um, 
yeah, what can you say? The you know, you'd, you'd see in the last half hour subs being made, players not necessarily getting themselves injured. I'm not against that. If someone needs to be sold or someone needs to move on, like what have, what have we got left? Uh, one of those less than magical lights uh, nights under the lights at Griffin Park. You know, had more of a ring of a first round League Cup game than a league game. I'm just saying because you know one of the um, the things that we that we made sure that we wanted to do towards the back end of the season is to blood blood some new players so uh, we've blooded a couple of players again Mads Beck Sorison's been blooded and also so was uh, Josh Silva so he has uh, two players that actually started today from our B team as well what do you think of their performance? Yeah I thought he did alright I, 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 I was I know that there's a few people who aren't quite as excited you know, you imagine you know as a sort of early early 20s walking into a mid-table team bit of a shame that Force got four minutes I don't know that sort of tokenistic sub um, yeah, I, I hope, I hope we, we keep bringing the free players through all the time. Um, I thought De Silva had a lot more to do and did a, did a lot more last Saturday. Mads looked solid against a less than solid attack. Uh, you know, he was scrabbling for things. Um, I had a quid on Alan Judge to score, so I, I said he, and he missed that set. I mean, Malpai could have had a hat-trick, really. If we think about it, Malpai could have had two more. He, he missed them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling to find things that I give a shit about. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, I'll, you know, Celavi, we're what we four points off tenth or six points off tenth. You know, breathing down Hull's neck. Ipswich fans in the house here, and like I said to you, commiserations. You're not quite relegated as yet. You're still in the championship. Like I said to you, it's almost it's very close today with the Norwich surrendering to the Reading but then the Reading came back so you're still in the league now so the singing and the dancing you had a bit of a sort of party in the away end today having a bit of a laugh I mean just give us a little summation of, the, of, the, of how you saw the game today uh, well to be honest I was really impressed with Brentford they're as uh, good as our sin to be honest I mean we couldn't deal with the formation at all that you were playing um, our midfield were just getting overrun didn't really provide uh, much protection at all very impressed with the two up front thought Watkins was very very good um, and to be honest I, I mean although I know we hit the post just before you scored your first but I was quite happy to get out with a 2-0 in some respects so. I, mean, again, again, I mean you're happy to get out with a 2-0 but I mean like I said to you I mean you know you hit the post and also the second half Judgey he, he also should have put the ball in the he should have put the ball in the back of the net as well shouldn't he well he should but uh, that was kind of like a, a he, he, he arrived on that like a man who'd not had any time or space all evening and then just snatched at it, to be honest. And, uh, you know, I thought Brentford were quicker to the ball, more streetwise, better technically, to be honest. Yeah, we've got a lot of young pups in our team who are trying to learn their trade and learn, you know, in a losing team battling every week. But, you know, had Judge put that away, maybe we'd have, we'd have rallied. But to be honest, we're here for a, a, a party to come and see Griffin Park for the last time, last time standing in... Uh, uh, try and uh, give the boys the best send off we can. Yeah, just, talk, just coming back to Judgey as well. I mean, he's, I know he's just signed a new contract with you, but how has he been for you since he's, well, I say he's returned since he's signed? He's been brilliant, to be honest. I mean, his attitude's first class. It's taken him a little while to get up to speed fitness wise. He's the sort of player that we've been crying out for for years, really, under, under the, uh, after the sort of hoofball era of uh, Mick McCarthy. Um, he's been great. He's been he's been good off the pitch as well. He's taught very well, and I think he's going to have a he's going to have a big role on the pitch next season in League One. But 
uh, I think in terms of the young kids around him, he's got quite a role on the training ground as well in terms of developing them. And just finally as well, obviously you're talking about next season. We were just watching the, the press conferences there. Uh, Thomas Frank talking, who also had Lambert talking as well. And he had, a, he had that look in his eyes. You know when you get that look in their eyes, that sort of slightly kind of, I don't really want to say what I'm going to say, look in the eyes. Um, and a few of the Ipswich fans here saying, I think he's off. What do you think? Hey, Lambert? Well, I mean, that was a worry. A couple of weeks ago after the home game, he was quite non-committal. Um, he came out and sort of... Uh, reiterated that he was going to stay I mean the worry with all of this is always our owner you never quite know what's going on behind the scenes with him very clandestine figure he doesn't really talk much in public Lambert's pretty much trying to rebuild a club really not just a team Um, and who knows what sort of discussions he's having if Lambert goes I mean uh, they'll be all out revolted against the owner to be honest because I think uh, the fans are really investing all of their energy in Lambert being there next season Listen, listen, fair play to you. Like I said to you, fair play to 1,600 Ipswich fans coming down on a cold Tuesday night to Griffin Park. Um, hope you, you know, I know the result didn't go your way, but I hope you enjoyed yourself anyway. And uh, safe trip home. Always a pleasure. And good luck for the rest of the season. We're trying to, you know, we're looking towards next season now. Obviously, if we can keep our team together, it's really great. But also, we want to make sure that we don't make the same mistakes that we did this season next season or else it's going to be a complete and utter waste of time you know us floundering around in, in mid-table again and there are you know there are a number you know the same mistakes that we have made and what the, particularly the way that we play and one of the things that people were talking about today were the frustrations coming in a lot of people thought that we should have scored more goals today and we just we're just too intricate around the box we just take too many touches we don't quite you know incisive enough when it comes to smacking the ball in the back of the net. I know that sounds very, very kind of crass and very kind of get in there, but there was a little bit of frustration in the Ealing row because of that. Yeah, look, I think that was what was really pleasing today was seeing Josh the Silver, and he looks like he's got an eye for goal and he's always looking to kind of move the ball forward more directly maybe than other midfielders do and heading towards us. I think against Ipswich today, who gave us a lot more space and were a lot less organised at the back than most people, it's a fair comment to say that we were more intricate. But I do think that um, we're in a situation where we aren't little old Brentford in this division anymore and teams do set up to frustrate us. And the level of intricacy that we have is necessary sometimes to try and break through you know, against better sides and better teams that simply do set up against us to stop us from playing the football that we want to play because when we play attacking football and are allowed to play attacking football we're incredibly good and we can be very devastating and that's a sign of respect for the rest of the division yes it'd be nice to be more direct sometimes but you know we're playing good football and we're getting the ball forward and we're having a lot of possession and we're having a lot of attempts on goal um, yeah maybe against sides like you know not like Ipswich sides like Ipswich but sides in the situation Ipswich are in uh, it would be good to be a bit more direct and go through but I think against better sides sometimes you do need to do that and play that way well, I think my fear I hear your point and that's very good but my point is that if you play someone who's probably a little bit more um, incisive, who scores goals better than Ipswich did, you know, the two chances they had, one hit the post, which should have gone in, but he dipped over the keeper, and Alan Judge when he's clear through, that could have been a two-all game, and it shouldn't have been. 
Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think that's necessarily about us going forward. I think that we've had issues at the back. Um, I think some of that stems from the goalkeeping situation. I don't think either keeper that we've played this season for more than a couple of games has necessarily commanded the back four. We've obviously changed the system and we have centre-backs that aren't necessarily completely comfortable in that. We've had to kind of have makeshift players on the um, on the sign of, on the full-back positions or on the wings. It was clear Dalsgaard had a period where he was struggling um, in terms of maybe tiredness or effectiveness, but he's got back now, I think. So I think there's been a lot of problems across that back five, uh, including the keeper this season, or that back six, if you like, including the keeper. And uh, I think our issues have actually stemmed from that a little bit more than anything we've done going forward. We've been scoring goals, we've been playing good football going forward, but I do think that at the back we have some issues. And yeah, like you said today, there were two golden opportunities for Ipswich to level that game. Um, and yeah. So, uh, game over, three points. Nice to get three points on the on the table. Realise we haven't had three points on the table for what, five games now, so uh, it's nice to go into. Uh, well, I was about to say into a Monday, but it's not Monday because it's Wednesday. You know, thinking, ah, oh, like we used to do when we were bouncing and getting another nice little three points on the tables. Has it done very much for our league position? We're still 14th, and obviously Swansea being where they are, it's, it might be a little bit hard to catch them because they're looking a little bit lively, Swansea. But um, we can only do what we can do, isn't it? Yeah, I thought the players did pretty well tonight, to be honest with you. I, th- I thought there was a, a very much an end of season, a bit of a, an, an inevitable kind of conclusion to tonight. Um, Ipswich, they, they were nothing special whatsoever. And uh, we, we had a, you know, when, when, we, when we needed to up it, we looked really potent, but we didn't really have to do that very often. I think the second half was like pulling teeth, Bill. It was, um, it was a quite, quite a difficult, quite a cold watch. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready for a, a couple of months off, if I'm, if I'm honest with you. And, uh, and I, think, I think the players, to their credit, they, they carried on going. They've got, some, uh, they've got some interesting games ahead. Reading on Saturday. Reading got a last-minute equaliser at Norwich. So it's, it's no gimmies at the moment. We've got... We got um, Millwall, we got Leeds, um, we got Bolton, and then we got Preston. Now, this is something that each of those clubs needs to get out of it. So, uh, you know, fair play to the players. I thought, um, I thought um, Mads Beck he did all right tonight. It's good. It's good that he's getting first team experience. I think um, Josh De Silva did all right as well. I think, especially in the first half, he was getting up and down. He actually set up the first goal as well, Josh De Silva. Yeah, I know. Really impressed. This is what this, this phase of the season's about now, really, for Brentford. It's for it's for, it's for some of these fringe players to get a few more first team minute first first team minutes, and uh, yeah, and, and hopefully more pay can get into the high twenties before the end of the season. So yeah, we go to Reading, and uh, I I'm not sure what kind of turnout it's going to be. Are we are we taking are we taking many bill? Uh, yeah, 74%. 74%. I'll be happy with that, mate. <laughs> so it should be good. So look, this is Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Like I said to you, thanks for listening to our podcast, all our podcasts. Like I said to you, we're over a million now. So that's absolutely brilliant. This podcast obviously is going to be going up Wednesday night, Thursday morning. We normally put our regular podcast up on Thursday, but this is going to shift a little bit. We're going to try and get it up for Friday. These Wednesday games really do mess us up a little bit. But like I said to you, Friday, we'll try and get the podcast up when we've got to find something to talk about. We always find things to talk about. And then, like I said to you, Saturday, Reading will be up there and we'll be doing our live tweeting and doing whatever we'll do on Saturday. So we'll see you up in Reading on Saturday. Um, this is all good. Radio show, please check out the radio show from Monday. 
as well. Pride of West dot London. Interesting conversations there. We were talking about the Bradford diversity and uh, um, um, racism prejudice uh, campaign that they've just started. They had the launch last week, and then obviously we had a number of events that's happening around the club. But we had a, a really interesting, balanced debate there where we got Marcus Gale on there as well, which is talking about that, the ex Brentford player. So check that out on prideofwest.london. That's going to still be up there. And that's, uh, like I said to you, quite a few people are quite giving us, giving us a few props on that, that little show as well. But other than that, like I said to you, this is the Presbyterian Pride of West London podcast. Uh, we're off to Ready on Saturday, but as we can say, Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.